If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneurial experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of The Bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Labs branding team. Today on The Transition, I'm joined by Army veteran Anthony Garcia, founder and CEO of PurePost, a cloud-based software company that fully translates military service members' experience into transferable civilian skills, job titles, and descriptions. Anthony and the PurePost team are on a mission to advance veteran careers and help companies quickly and easily bring America's best talent into their workforce. I first got introduced to Anthony by way of Matthew Lewis, president of PurePost and author of the book Mission Transition, Navigating the Opportunities and Obstacles to Your Post-Military Career. I met Matthew at the Military Veteran Startup Conference, and once I found out about Anthony and the work they were doing at PurePost, I knew I had to get him on the show. Anthony is the real deal and has been hooking and jabbing in Silicon Valley for more than 10 years, working on a variety of technology startups to serve transitioning veterans. As a combat veteran himself, who's experienced his fair share of PTSD and mental health challenges as a result of both his combat and entrepreneurial experience, when it comes to taking off his armor this episode, Anthony leads the way. On the show, he opens up about bootstrapping pure posts and what led him to pursue entrepreneurship in the first place the mental health challenges that come with being an entrepreneur, and why he's so passionate about serving veterans. Before you hear from Anthony and I, make sure you subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. I send out a newsletter at least once a week, and if there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. Anthony, welcome to the bunker. What's going on, man? Oh, man, I'm just uh, trying to get my sea legs over here. I, uh, I had twins, twin boys about 14 days ago and... Uh, you know, I also got my own business, and at first we were uh, thinking that I might be able to take a break, uh, you know, once these kids came, maybe take, you know, kind of a month off, but uh, none of that happened. So me and my partner have been figuring out how to navigate uh, this whole process while I can still still be with her, be with the kids, and uh, also, also work for the next month. But things are getting better. I'm probably averaging about, you know, four, four hours of sleep, you know, so it's kind of similar to... Uh, you know, being back in the military, I guess. But uh, yeah, things are going good. I appreciate you sharing that because one thing I've been trying to be more conscious with my listeners are a lot of them do have families and they have kids and wives, et cetera. I'm not a young, I can't say I'm a young buck, y'all. I'm like 34, about to be 35. But I want to be respectful for, you know, the reality of a lot of our uh, military connected entrepreneurs. You know, how are we able to navigate this journey between running businesses and launching ventures, et cetera, and also taking care of home base, especially those with family. So I think you bring a, a unique perspective as opposed to like the entrepreneur that just sleeps on the couch. is like 22 years old, got his keyboard, living basically in the frat house. Nah, that's not the majority of, uh, of, our, of our listeners today. And 
I'm always laughing whenever I hit record because I got to introduce the show. But I've been chopping up with Anthony for like 15 minutes before we went live. It's, this is what happens when you have these platforms because, you know, as, as veteran entrepreneurs, we're so spread out. You know, it's cool to just be able to come and connect and you get you just get curious. So I get the best of the both worlds. I get you on the podcast. We get to chop it up and I get to get some uh, good learning and be able to share uh, with our listeners on this platform and in the bunker online, man. So I just say all that to say I'm happy you're here. I appreciate you making time as a serial entrepreneur in the fight with a wife and kids. So uh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here. This is uh, a great way to break up uh, the past uh, few few weeks. So you're a three-time entrepreneur. Take us, go ahead, actually, go ahead and introduce yourself to our, our listeners today. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm Anthony Garcia. Um, you know, I'm a Army combat veteran. I went into the military in 1999 out of St. Mary's University in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, ended up do two, doing two tours to Iraq. I Flew helicopters. I was a medevac uh, aviator, dust-off pilot. Um, my last tour in Iraq, we medically evacuated over 6,400 patients within 11 months. This was 2005. We were in the Sunni Triangle. Um, one of the most beautiful and horrific experiences wrapped into one. Um, you know, I often tell people that's, that's the best job I ever had. Uh, never will have anything greater than that. Uh, ended up deciding to get out of the military in 2006. At that time, I had no clue what I was going to do. Uh, started talking around to my uh, some of my network. Uh, my father he he actually recommended that I maybe apply to business school, so I I did that and uh, found myself at Cornell in 2007. Not really quite sure what what to expect from that experience. And uh, long story, I guess longer. I won't, won't, go, won't go too much longer. I'll, I'll let you ask me some questions, but I ended up uh, deciding to become an entrepreneur in May of uh, 2009 after getting over uh, a hump of, uh, you know, well, I, I do have PTSD, but going through a, a chapter that was, was quite difficult while I was at business school. Ended up moving out to San Francisco in 2010 and uh, have been here ever since back and forth between San Francisco and Oakland. And uh, just as you explained, uh, I'm on my third business, which is Pure Post. It's designed to help uh, level the playing field for all job seekers. That's one of the things I noticed about your LinkedIn profile. It seems like you've been very much trying to help serve the veteran community in some form or aspect using um, technology. And you see this a lot within our space about how many of us just want to lift as we climb. You know, it's like we want to like I feel like the veteran community has been trying to like do well while also doing good at the same time, because there's something about this shared experience that we all go through. And then now in particular, and I don't know if it's LinkedIn, I don't know if it's just the age of social media, but I didn't know the extent of how many veterans are struggling transitioning into the civilian world. Well, you know, that's the. Uh... I mean, that's the whole reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. I um, I decided to get out, like I said, in 06 and had no clue what I was going to do. I knew I didn't want to fly helicopters anymore. I knew that I didn't want to work in a hospital or be a patient administrator because I was essentially doing both for my eight years in the military. And then when I when I found myself at Cornell, uh, week two, uh, you know, they were showing us how to write resumes. We were already working on a 30-second elevator pitch. It was more or less a finishing school those first two weeks. And, and what I took away from that experience was uh, two things. Number one, it just doubled down on the fact that we weren't 
we aren't prepared to make the transition from the military. But the other thing that struck to me was pretty much everybody struggles with making the transition from, from one career to the, to the next career, or from one job to the, to the next. It doesn't matter if you're going to, you know, fancy Ivy league school, or if you're, you know, coming out of the military, everybody struggles with that. And they, they struggle with articulating their professional experience, both in written and verbal form. And so I took that experience, uh, started writing resumes for my friends while I was at business school, wrote about 50, I would say, between uh, 2007 and when I entered in uh, 2010, 2011. Um, and I, you know, that's what told me that I, I, th- I needed to give back to my community. Um, on top of that, you know, I alluded to the fact that I do have PTSD. Um, my struggle was very real when I was at business school. And, I, you know, I just don't want other people to have that same same struggle that I had, even though that we're all going to, uh, you know, ha- have to work uh, when we do make that transition. It's just, it's just a fact of life, but I think that there's a way that it can be easier. And I think that uh, we've created that with our, with, with pure post. Man, it's going to be, I'm excited to uh, do a little bit more deep dive on that. Um, and, you know, as we transition this part, we get to take off our armor. So I'll, maybe I'll go first. You know, I have been, I don't know, self-reflecting, right? And I don't, I don't necessarily know if I had PTSD, but I was in combat in Afghanistan and we all deal with it in our own ways. But it's interesting how you can look back at the times and like, you know, keeping people at arm's distance. You know, you're very like cold or I forgot what my girlfriend says, you know, uh, lack emotional empathy. Is that something? Emotional IQ, all these different things. And I think it's just, you know, sometimes we don't realize where we get this stuff from because we've been just carrying it with us for so long. This is just how we do things. But then I think back to myself being a platoon commander, one of one at a patrol base. You just get used to being by yourself, really, you know, thinking in your head all the time and, you know, stuff happens and you got to make decisions. And so I just say all that to say is that I'm still processing stuff from my time in the military and looking at it in a different light, you know, 10 years removed. Yeah. You know, for me, my PTSD is, it's a, I guess it's a few things. Um, the first, I guess, first I'll say is I had no problem with experiencing and being in the moment of, you know, those life and death experiences when I was, when I was in Iraq, um, you know, for, I guess many people aren't really familiar with, how dust off operates, but you know, we're, we're, we're basically a flying ambulance or flying, flying, uh, you know, fire department. Uh, we could get woken up at three in the morning or we could take off at three in the afternoon. Um, we're lucky. We're lucky if we have a call sign, we'll definitely have a grid coordinate coordinate. We're lucky if we know how many patients we're going to pick up. We're lucky if we know we're going to be getting shot at, or if it's going to be a, a, a nice, easy landing. Um, yeah, so I look back at you know that experience, and you know it was it was it was the the ride of my life. It was it was so exhilarating. So I would say the one component of my PTSD is just missing that that rush. You know, uh, you know, going out on on dust off missions. Sure, I I cursed them and hated them uh, as soon as I landed. But then you know, hours later or a day later, if we didn't get a mission, we were one in another one. So it was a lot of it's still that desire to have that, that feeling again. And I'll be honest with you, the reason why I'm an entrepreneur is because the highs are high and short and the, the lows are often long and low. But when you get that high, it feels really good. And it's kind of the closest, the closest feeling I can get to, uh, to those missions, even though it doesn't even, doesn't even come close. 
would say the other component is, um, you know, survivor's guilt, you know, like, like yourself, uh, you know, I've got friends that haven't come back. And, um, you know, one thing that I comment to, to Angie, my partner is, uh, you know, the thing that used to just really mess me up is, you know, we, we pick somebody up and we'd be hauling ass as fast as we could to get to the combat support hospital or the battalion aid station. And the entire time it's like, we have somebody's, you know, brother, father, sister, mother in the back dying, or, you know, they they don't even, their, their family doesn't even know what's going on with them. Um, And then the other component is just feeling a sense of guilt. Although I've been able to push a lot of this aside of just the burnout that, you know, my, my soldiers endured for those um, 22 months, those, those two tours that we were in Iraq. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, uh, you know, I'd have a medic or a crew chief or pilot come and say, Hey, I, I can't do this anymore. And I'd say, Oh, no, you, you can do it. Just take some time off and, um, you know, let me know when you're ready to jump back in the cockpit. And we'd bring them back to Balad and let them hang out in the hardened facility for a while. And, you know, in about 12, 12, 24 hours, they'd come back to me and say, I'm ready to go back. Um, and, and that's, that's really no way for, for any human to, to live. So it's, it's really those, those, the combination of those three things, um, you know, I've, you know, I think about it every day. Um, you know, it's, you know, COVID kind of compressed, I think a lot of things, um, you know, every time there's another incident in the, in the world, uh, like what we're seeing in Ukraine, it compresses things as well. You know, there's a part of me that wants to go over there and, and help out, you know, a big part of me, but I know that that's, that's impossible to do. And, uh, that's, that's not my physical fight. Um, but you know, it's just, it's, it's with me. It's something that I've learned to live with. Uh, when I was at business school, I was actually suicidal, um, you know, for, for about three or four months. Luckily my roommate, uh, picked up the phone and called my mom when I hadn't gone to class in about a month and, um, managed to get, get through that with uh, a lot of love from friends and family, some medication, an awesome psychologist. And, um, when I came out on the other end of that in, uh, May of 2009, uh, and this is my graduation from, from business school. Um, you know, I, I realized what my purpose was and it was to help veterans, uh, because I, I guess I felt that I was put in a position to where I at least had the opportunity maybe to give it a shot in the sense of, you know, either, either, either building a technology with a team or building a business that could give back to our community. One of the things that I didn't even realize until you actually go through it is you go to these combat experiences, you're a platoon, you're a company, you're there together, one team, one fight, and then you get back and everyone scatters to the wind. You know, units get chopped up, everything. And at the time, I was like, why are all these veterans writing books? You know, it's kind of looked down upon. It's like, oh, every commander wants to write a book, et cetera. But then you realize you have this shared history. And if nobody shares it, if no one captures it, it's almost as if it didn't happen. So I can only imagine coming from such a heavy, you know, combat environment like you did with Dust Off. And I saw the documentary on HBO years ago about the Dust Off cruise. And then all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, at business school. Yeah, we know? actually we actually flew HBO around. That was that was us flying HBO uh, for that Baghdad ER. That was the, that yeah, was one Baghdad of my teams. ER. In, yeah, one of my teams in D one E. So um, I can only imagine again that isolation and everything. And I appreciate you sharing. Because so many of our listeners reach out to me. They reach out to me on LinkedIn and everything, and they just tell me how much they appreciate hearing these stories as they're dealing with their own 
transitions, like you said, multiple transitions, transition out of the military. Shit, when I quit my job to focus on Ironbound full time, you're right. That was a whole nother transition. Got punched in the face. But, you know, this is what community is about. We don't want people to feel like they're going along. So the more stories we can share, you know, the more we can support people out there um, in the fight. And so speaking of community, you know, I want to go ahead and acknowledge what brought us here today. And that's Bunker Labs, National Network of Veteran and Military Spouse Entrepreneurs, dedicated to helping the military connect community, start and grow their own businesses. How important has community been for you? You know, this veteran entrepreneurial community, whether it's Bunker Labs, Patriot, Boot Camp, all the different opportunities out there. I mean, my entire business, every all of my coworkers are veterans or military spouses, minus two, actually. Uh, you know, there's uh, we're a team of eight, 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 uh, eight team members. Um, you know, my dad's a retired lieutenant colonel. He's actually our chief uh, science officer. He's the, the person behind uh, Pure Post, the app. Uh, we basically, what I'd like to tell people is we took everything in his head and we, and we put it into software. Uh, he was actually organizational effectiveness consultant in the United States Army back in the uh, early to mid-80s. The Army realized that there was a, a leadership challenge, a management challenge on their hands after the Vietnam War wound down. After my father got done with his master's in organizational behavior, they sent him and, you know, maybe five or six dozen uh, professionals who either got their master's in OD, PhD, or psychology to this organizational effectiveness school in Monterey with the idea that uh, they would then be deployed throughout the Army and reorg the Army from the Corps all the way down to the brigade with the idea that this change, transformation, new leadership would trickle down to the, the team level of a platoon. So, um, you know, my father and I actually came up with the concept of, of Pure Post. Um, we also have uh, Matt Lewis, who's our president of Pure Post. He's a, you know, retired lieutenant colonel, uh, you know, as well as a former Deloitte professional, 17 years. Uh, we have a Marine who's helping us out on the operations side. We have an Air Force veteran who is uh, leading our sales uh, we have an, an army spouse who is uh, running human resources. We have an air force spouse who is uh, one of our lead behavioral scientists and uh, head of client success. Um, you know, I can I can mention more people. We even have a we have a combat veteran who uh, designed Pure Post uh, our app. He's a got a master's in human computer interaction at Carnegie Mellon. I met him several years ago, and he's been with us. Me and him have been working together for five years. And then I, uh, you know, I actually met my co-founder, uh, one of my other co-founders, Derek, uh, Derek Arts at SRI International. Uh, he never served, but he's worked in and around military for now going on 15 years. So, you know, our entire company, it's, it's, it's a community, it's a tribe, if you will. Uh, you know, it's, um, there's, there's a way that the great, the thing that I love most about uh, our culture is that it's very direct, very similar to the military. It's like we, we, we get in there, we do work. We're not having meetings to have meetings. Uh, we can be very honest and open with each other. All of our values mirror the Army values. You know, courage is one of our values. Courage to speak up if you see something that's going wrong and to give people tough feedback and then courage to take that tough feedback. So going back to the community concept, we're going to keep doubling down and adding more veterans, more spouses, more military brats, uh, more military champions to our organization. So it's, uh, me, it's, it's been everything for us. To me, that's the value prop for the veteran entrepreneurial community in itself is 
you know, I think a lot of the issues we're facing in that sense of purpose when people are getting out, right? It's like people not understanding how our skills in the military can transfer into tech and corporate America. But if we start companies and we hire each other, we can spot that talent and build that culture and we can build that community. So for me, that's where I think like the real value prop is for, you know, this, this ecosystem that we're all building out. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, I mean, if you, if you look back at, you know, after world war two, the captains of industry were, you know, combat veterans, you know, they, they, they pretty much built the United States of America. And I think, uh, you know, the same is going to kind of work out in this country too. Granted, we're a smaller minority now. Uh, but, you know, if you look at many of the successful entrepreneurs, you know, FedEx, um, you know, there's 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 hundred, hundreds of us. And I would even say thousands that are starting to bubble up to the surface. And people are already are actually now starting to realize, you know, what our true talent is and our abilities. I mean, what I would what I tell people is all things created equal. I'll hire a veteran over a non-veteran any day of the week. And it's not necessarily because I think that, you know, they're, they're, you know, one's better than the other, but I just know that we're going to be operating by under a same set of values, uh, which are core to our organization because, you know, you know, duty, honor, selfless service, courage, all that stuff, that, that means stuff to, to you and I. And I know that if I'm working to another veteran, that that's going to just apply to our business uh, in spades over time. Absolutely. So me and you were talking before we went live about, you know, you're a 10 year overnight success, right? So yeah, you got the MBA, but you were like, you don't really need an MBA to be an entrepreneur. And you had a couple failures before, you know, you got to where you're at today. Take us back and talk to us about, you know, you're, you're dealing with PTSD at business school. You eventually graduate, but then you're like, I'm going to start launching tech products. So I'm, I'm curious to hear that story. Yeah. So um, between my first and second year of business school, um, you know, I, I was at business school to learn, um, and I didn't realize that business school was more than just learning. It was networking. I was thinking, oh, I'm going to take two years off. I'm going to get an education. I'm going to, you know, be hanging out on a college campus, having a good time. Uh, and when I got there, that none of that was the case. I mean, yeah, I was having a good time, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't relaxing. Um, I ended up, getting through with my first year of business school and didn't really have an internship. Actually, I didn't have an internship at the time. And all my classmates were like, you have to get an internship. So this is, you know, this is 2008. I decided that I'm going to pick up the phone and call United Technologies and uh, got somebody on the HR side over there and said, Hey, I'm uh, my name's Anthony Garcia. I'm a former, uh, you know, UH 60 Blackhawk pilot. Um, you know, I'm at Cornell Business School. I was wondering if you guys have internships. Uh, and they were like, yeah, we do have internships. Um, I ended up having a conversation uh, with this guy, Bill, great person that I'm still friends with. Uh, he said, hey, why don't you drive down here in a couple of weeks? I'm going to put you through the interview process. Ended up getting an offer to uh, do strategy work at uh, Sikorsky Aerospace Services under United Technologies flag at the time. Ended up getting a full-time offer before I even left that internship. Uh, you know, usually you get back to school and they give you an offer, but they gave me an offer like midway through, which, you know, that was kind of like, whoa, this is kind of a shock to me. I reluctantly was looking for an internship. I got one and now I've got this offer and it was for a ton of money that, you know, I was, I was used to making, you know, mid-grade captain's pay with, you know, a little bit of flight pay on top of that, you know, I don't know, 70,000 a year. Next thing you know, I've, I've been given an offer making like 
130 with a signing bonus. So a lot of that didn't really mean, mean much to me, I think. Um, and I, I think it really came down to the fact that I wanted more fulfillment. I, the offer was for doing merger and acquisition work. Uh, you know, a lot of my business school friends thought that I was insane for turning it down. Uh, but, you know, that's what I did because I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. But I knew I didn't want to be, you know, messing around with spreadsheets all day long because, you know, I just that's that's something that I'm just not interested in. So I ended up turning down that job offer, which was which I was, you know, grateful for. In fact, it was actually good for the next two years, which was another interesting thing. And I ended up taking a course my last quarter of business school man, called Managing Technology and Innovation. And in that course, there was uh, this one of my good friends, uh, Charlotte. She was up there uh, talking about her experience uh, coming out of business school. And prior to that, she was a um, social worker. So I'm listening to her talk and I'm like, wow, you know, uh, this sounds not too different from the military. You know, she's focused on doing good prior to business school you know, what I often tell people, you know, the military, every service member is actually a philanthropist. They're not giving capital. They're giving their life. That's their donation. And so I decided, hey, I think I can do this. So I talked to her afterwards and I was like, hey, you know, this is what I did in the military. Would you mind if I picked your picked your brain and, you know, learned a little bit more about starting a business? She was like, yeah, why don't you just drop one of your courses and just start working with me? So that kind of unlocked the imagination of what was possible and that's when I decided then and there, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna move to San Francisco and start a business. So I guess that was you know the the way that I discovered entrepreneurship. I ended up starting my first business uh, in 2011 with Derek Arts. Um, he's he's also one of my co-founders. I met him at SRI International. Derek and I actually worked um, for nine months together before we even decided that we were going to start a business. And I would say that's super critical. It's like you need a co-founder if you're going to go on some crazy journey of entrepreneurship. Um, so Derek and I said, Hey, let's, let's do this. Um, at the time we were focused on building a marketplace for military families to buy and sell their, their goods when they PCS and move from installation to installation. We bit off a little bit more than we could chew. And we actually launched our first, our first business, which was called call dibs as a mobile native app on, um, you know, the, the, the Apple, the Apple store. So it was a, it was an Apple app. Uh, we launched that. We managed to raise a little bit of friends and family. We actually had 55% of uh, Monterey utilizing the app. We actually launched it in Monterey, California. We decided to stay focused on the military community down there. Uh, our numbers were really good. But at the time, um, you know, we were one of those pioneers that was way too far out for people to actually get it. Like if we were to, if we would have built that business five years ago, we would have gotten funding with those numbers but it didn't work out. So we decided, Hey, let's, let's pivot or let's put that down. And then Derek and my father started a business called guide on, which was somewhat of a precursor to pure post, which was focused on translating military service members experience into private sector terms. Uh, that business failed. And what I, what I learned from that experience, I learned a whole bunch of things from that experience uh, the first thing was, is we were raising money off of an idea at the time. And this is 2015. Uh, we had a prototype developed for a uh, guide on, but we were raising money with that prototype. So we still had to build out a complete SaaS. Um, at the time, you know, I was kind of beat up and bruised from my previous business. And so I was, I was really looking for a lot of guidance from that investor 
but that's not what the investor's there for. And he would tell you the same thing. They're there to provide capital and to provide resources. I more or less was, I think, I know leaning on them too much for guidance. And that kind of, I, I got off the rails of w- what was true to me as, you know, for that business. Uh, we ended up uh, putting down guide on uh, at the end of 2017. And uh, that, that was tough. I mean, like if you, shutting down a business actually costs money, <laughs> costs us about a hundred thousand dollars just to put that business down. Um, after that experience, uh, my father, uh, Tony, Tony, we got the same name. I go by Anthony and Derek. Um, you know, we kind of, we licked our wounds for a few months and said, Hey, should we do this again? I mean, we've, we've flushed this idea out so much and we already got a foundation of what we, we, we need to build. It might be foolish for us to just put this down completely and go do something, something else. So we decided to take a couple of months off. We founded a new business called pure post and what we decided to do was do it our way. And part of that was like, let's just gut it out, bootstrap this business. And, uh, you know, where we're at today is we've, we've raised less than 300,000 friends and family and we've built an entire SaaS out, uh, that we, we can now just sell and market looking back at what we've accomplished. And I think this is again, uh, you know, skills that come from what you and I did in the military, able to lead, inspire, motivate, and work with people effectively. Somehow we managed to, and I say we, because it's not just me, but all eight of us have managed to just believe strong enough in what we're building to get to the end of completing an entire build. And, uh, you know, now we just need to sell and market it. So I feel very grateful for those failures because if, if it wasn't for that, uh, you know, I wouldn't be here today. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I was telling you before, before we got on that, uh, you know, you're making sausage constantly. I mean, there's honestly, there's nothing sexy about this. In fact, when I, when I have entrepreneurs who say, Hey, I'm thinking about starting a business. My first question is like, do you have a, do you have a business partner? And if they say, you know, no, then I'm like, Hey, you need to find a business partner. And then my next question is like, well, what's your business? And are you passionate about the people that you're serving. And if the answer is no, I'm like, man, you need to do something else. You need to go find something else to do because the thing that's going to get you through is the passion for either the product, the service, or the people that you're serving. And and for us, it's always been the veteran. We have, we have helped create 27,000, 28,000 uh, professional profiles, about 10,000 of which uh, are, are veteran profiles. So we've, we've managed to build a solution that can scale up a resume, if you will. And a veteran can have a resume that's identical to the Cornell MBA resume in a matter of five minutes, and they can apply to jobs with that. And that's, that's exactly what we set out to do. And I'm quite honestly thrilled that we've made it this far. And uh, we can also job match and we can job match better than any technology out there. All the, all the big companies out there, their AI and ML cannot touch what we've created because we had to build all of our data. And that's that kind of takes me back to the, the bootstrapping component. The best thing that you can do if you're going to start a business is just put your head down and build the, build the service or build the product. If you, if you focus on fundraising, you're going to be focused on fundraising. But if you just put your head down and build, you're going to create something great. I'll tell you, I've been listening to a lot of these old-timey business guys like Ogilvy and Chet Holmes you know, you see the old YouTube videos. They got the whiteboard up there and they're talking. That stuff is golden. 
And the reason I'm bringing it up is because I was watching it. I'm reading Chet Holmes's book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. And he's talking about like, you can wield a business to $1 million. You know, you could, you got to gut it out though, but you can get it there. And he said the difference though, between those that do a million versus like 10 million and up is the skills. You got to focus on improving your skills. And one of the realities of being an entrepreneur is that business is a contact sport. You don't know what you don't know. The more you get out there and spar, the tighter your skills get. And so what ends up happening is like you go through all these failures early on because you're learning and you're getting that feedback loop. But then that second, that third venture, boom, you're off to the races just because you've built up the knowledge and stuff over time. You know, and for me, right, like I don't have a co-founder, but I had to learn the skills of selling, you know. And once I learn how to sell, it's like, oh, man, uh, we're off. But you're, you're spot on on all of that. And one of the things I want to ask you, though, is during this time from these first two failures, like what was your quality of life? Like how were you living? How were you paying yourself? Um, so, you know, when I got out of the military, you know, two deployments, you managed to save up a lot of money, right? Um, that All that money vaporized like overnight uh, once once we started uh, our first business. So, you know, I was living off my, my VA disability, um, pretty much. That's, that's what I was living off of. Um, had a little bit of money saved up. And, um, and then me and Derek decided, Hey, like we, we still believe in what we're doing. So we became roommates. Uh, this is 2010, 2011. When we first started our business, we were both living in San Francisco. This was before the, you know, Facebook and Twitter IPO. So it wasn't as expensive as it is now. I mean, it's insane now. And so we were like, well, we can't afford to live in the city anymore. So we moved to Oakland. We lived, we lived together in Oakland for three years um, looking back at that experience, it was, it was so much fun, but it was actually kind of insane. I mean, we're like the odd couple, like two guys that are in their late thirties, you know, working in, in our apartment, you know, day in, day out. Um, we actually, that we turned it into our office and then eventually we raised money for our second business. And then we moved into, uh, the back of this Chinese medicine office space in Oakland. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I had to give up a lot of, um, uh, a lot of fun things. You know, I wasn't able to travel to go to all the weddings that my friends were having or all, all the fun trips that my friends were going on. I wasn't able to buy all the, you know, the nice stuff that, you know, I probably would have liked to have had back then. Uh, but I guess the good thing about it is it, it forced us to really be serious on what was important. And, um, what's important are relationships and the people that you love, you know, it's not things, and, and fortunately, I had, you know, I have a great, great group of friends, my parents, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get it twisted. They also helped me out big time over the past, you know, several years now, uh, especially when my dad came into the mix uh, for this third business. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, you know, I had a lot of debt, you know, I still have a lot of debt. Uh, my credit score is totally blasted. Uh, but fortunately, I met a great woman who, who believes in me and uh, she's man, she's, she's helped me out. And honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her either. Um, so, you know, life's interesting. I think life's more about experience than things. Uh, it took me a while to figure that out. Uh, but, you know, looking back at, at this, this ride that I've been on, it's like, man, not only did I get to do the, the best job in the world, which was, you know, be deployed to combat with, some of the best people I'll ever know. But then I got to go to school and then start 
three businesses, two of which have failed, one that's succeeding. And it's, it's been a struggle the entire time, but man, I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't give up any of that um, to be where I'm at now. So me and I bumped into each other at the military veteran startup conference um, out in uh, SF. That was a great experience being out there. Um, just connecting all the amazing entrepreneurs, really seeing the the future of our ecosystem because we got small business, but then you also got venture backed uh, tech startups, et cetera. You know, future of work, future of cities, all that that's going to entail. But speaking with regards to veteran transition, I know that you're not the only veteran kind of software platform out there. You've got Job Paths, you've got Shift.org that's doing some work. There's this whole kind of, I don't know, there's just been a lot of attention getting placed on uh, the military transition. I know it's like the skill bridge and everything. How are you positioning your company relative to these others? Yeah, so I'll, I'll just talk about my company, um, and I want to talk about the others. Um, so when we started this business back in uh, 2000, when we started iterating through it in 2015 uh, under the previous business, we had this concept that, if we don't translate every military position, there's over 30,000 of them. If we don't manually translate these positions, extrapolating the skills, both human and technical skills, extrapolating the competencies, if we don't do that work, then we're not going to be able to help anybody. And so my father's background is the perfect background to do that work. So he and a handful of behavioral scientists just started manually translating these 30,000 positions across the Army, Air Force, Navy, Marine, and Coast Guard. So we ended up completing that build under Pure Post, um, which gave us the largest skills taxonomy or comp- and company, competency hierarchy in existence. And basically, that's a fancy way of saying we have a database of a whole bunch of skills and a whole bunch of competencies that are actually anchored to jobs and they mean something. Nobody has ever done that, period. No, nobody that we know of, those blue chip companies, none of them have, have ever done that. We then took that data set and we said, you know, what other data is out there that we can normalize to this data set to make it even bigger and more abundant for other job seekers outside of veterans? So we then took ONET, which is an open source network of skills and competencies that um, recruiters and hiring managers utilize to build job descriptions, performance reviews, job postings. Uh, This database is actually honored by the Commonwealth countries. We took this database of about 52,000 private sector positions that had private sector competencies and hard skills, and then we normalized it with our data set. Now, what we applied to those 52,000 private sector positions are human skills. Nobody had ever applied human skills to any massive data set of jobs, but we did that with the military. So we applied all those human skills like establishing trust, developing talent, um, We now have the largest skills taxonomy and competency hierarchy period that covers every industry. So not only the military, but the entire private sector. So any professional, uh, we actually can be compete with ZipRecruiter and Indeed. I'll just say that any professional can now come to Pure Post. It doesn't matter if you're a veteran. It doesn't matter if you're a teacher. It doesn't matter if you're a bar back. I was a bar back in 2019 in order to pay the bills to keep Pure Post alive going back to you know what? I worked the door at Cafe de Nord and I was a bar back at Cafe de Nord. That's what I had to do to keep this dream go, going. And that that all that that experience also contributed to, you know, the frame of thought around this business. But now any professional can come to Pure Post to build a profile in about five minutes 
that will allow them to upload a resume to any applicant tracking system or job board. But because we built all that, that, all that data, we can now take any job from any company or any job list from any organization, run it through our system, and we're going to be able to match those 28,000 members to all those positions now out there in the ether, which we're doing now. So where we differ than I would say everybody, and not just military, is the fact that we built our own data from scratch, which nobody has ever done. And we can now take that data and we can regress it upon other data out there. Our competitors have basically taken resumes and a resume is only 44% accurate on average. And that's because either people misrepresent themselves uh, intentionally or they, they just don't know how to tell their professional story accurately in, in, in a written form. So if you're, if you're taking, you know, 80 million resumes and you're analyzing that data and 44% of those resumes are garbage, you can't do any AI or ML with that because it's garbage in to a machine and you have garbage coming out of the machine. We, had, we built all of our own data and now we're putting it through a machine for the first time and it's getting like 88, 90% job matches. Nobody can do that. And so, you know, this is the first time I've ever been able to say this, I guess, on a podcast or, or anywhere publicly, but this is our coming out right now. We're now on a road show to let people know that Pure Post exists. Um, and uh, that's that's how we're different than everybody out there. We're, we've taken the current paradigm and flipped it on its head to where, you know, you don't need to have a resume uh, to get a job. You just need to have professional transparency of a profile and then match that to opportunity. You know, when we started this business, it was to assist jobs, veterans transitioning to the private sector. But now what I tell people is we want that McDonald's night shift manager who may not have, know how to write a resume, they can now build a profile that will allow them to compete, compete for maybe a line supervisor position on a manufacturing or distribution floor to where now they're going from making maybe $30,000 a year to mouth. Now they're making 80000 because they have the skills and competencies that people need in industry. I love that too. Because when I think about like grunts, right? It's Grunts do everything. You know what I mean? They're, they're the EOD tech. We ain't got an EOD tech out there. You know, you put a valid in their hand and they're sweeping for IDs. They're setting up rosters, doing databases. You know, they're cleaning vehicles. They're doing everything under the sun. But when they sit in front of that hiring manager at one of these, uh, the talent acquisition person at one of these tech startups, they have no idea to see what those transferable skills are. So it sounds like what you're doing is being able to help make that process easier to really build that bridge from the military into, you know, the civilian world. And then also those people that are transitioning later on, you know, that person that's a veteran that came up out the mud, found himself in a leadership position. And now he's trying to step it up to the C-suite. And it's like, Oh, we don't really know. But then you look at his resume and you're like, Oh, wow. He was a company commander. He was a Lieutenant Colonel. You know, he might have something there. So uh, it sounds like you're building something really exciting. And I'm honored that we could be a part of your uh, coming out party. Yeah, thank you. Now, one of the things I want to ask you about, actually, I want I got to put my brand head on, but I'm curious to hear your feedback on this. Anytime we got to think about like, where's the market opportunity, particularly when you're trying to raise venture capital. And what I like about you bootstrapping this is that the veteran transition space, and I could be wrong, that's such a small market when you think about relative to everything else, but it's almost perfect for a bootstrapper to get in there and own generate some revenue and then get growth capital, if anything, instead of that, you know, because a lot of VCs, they want that 10x, 20x, whatever return. Yeah, no, in fact, um, 
Well, I mean, you know, when we set out, well, when I set out on my entrepreneurial journey, I knew that I wanted to help veterans first and foremost. And that's, you know, I, you know, I described peer posts. It can help everybody, but you know, the, the veteran is, is at the core of that. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good that comes from, you know, working within that veteran space. Number one, it's community. We're able to get it in the hands of people quickly, get feedback. People can tell us how messed up it is so that we can iterate and fix it. Um, and we can get traction. And now we've got, we're, we're getting a ton of traction within the veteran community. It allowed, that traction out actually has allowed us to branch out to serving colleges and universities. So there's veterans, there's about 500,000 veterans in college and university at any given period of time. They all have, every college and university has a career center. Every college and university has a veteran success center. So we've now taken our platform that we initially were like, hey, we think that there's a, um, there's, there's a wedge that we can infiltrate within TAP and helping the veteran transition from the, the military to the private sector. But a lot of these veterans are going to college afterwards. We can, these people are, are, are very much serious about a particular path that they want to take after college or after university. So we then said, hey, let's, let's start talking to the career service centers and the veteran success centers. And both of them, specifically the veteran success centers, have, has, have you know, let us through in their door with open arms. Uh, you know, we, we launched our first uh, career service center was University of Texas of San Antonio, uh, UTSA. Uh, you know, we're serving their career service office as well as their veteran success center. Same thing with University Incarnate Word, their career center, as well as their veterans. And uh, Syracuse University, I keep going on and on, but every time we've infiltrated uh, a channel it's been through the veteran the vet, with the, with the help of veterans going back to that point. So I think that the, the secret within our community and within the entrepreneur community is that if you're a veteran, you're going to have, you're going to have people that you can service immediately to get feedback and to iterate and make your, make your product better. And veterans and military spouses, they're going to let you know if it's screwed up right away. And that's the type of feedback that you need in order to iterate quickly. You got a lot of, I don't want to say that you got a lot of traction early on, but it sounds like you've built out some serious traction with this platform. One of the things I've noticed within the veteran entrepreneurial space is that we're really good at educating veterans on value prop, you know, uh, basic positioning, if any. But in terms of going to market, you know, it's a whole separate beast. So what advice would you give to our listeners as they go to market with their ventures and are able to get those early users or get those early customers? Yeah. So I would, I would say that um, the biggest piece of feedback that I could give is you got to leverage the skills that, that you left the military with. So when I, when I went to Iraq for my second tour, we, 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 we took two massive kit bags and filled them with cigarettes and dip and, you know, things that we knew that we could barter and trade with once we were in theater. We knew that we could barter and trade with helicopter rides. But the whole, the whole, the whole, my whole point is, is you gotta, you gotta get creative and you gotta figure out how to make currency and whatever that currency is, whether it's giving somebody an opportunity um, or either giving somebody a a resource or service that they didn't have. you know, we took those cigarettes and that dip and we, we used it to trade, get somebody to come and move, move a, you know, big container with, with a wretch, you know, uh, 
come dig a ditch for us, stuff like that. So it kind of took that same mentality and just applied it to, to, to my current business where, you know, you got to work with what you got. Um, it's guerrilla warfare. Everybody's going to roll their sleeves up and get dirty. Um, I call, uh, veterans, uh, every evening who built a pure post profile and say, Hey, you know, this, I'm Anthony Garcia. Thank you for building a profile. Thank you for becoming a member. Um, could you give me some feedback on your experience? Did you, did you enjoy the experience? You know, what did you hate about the experience? Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's that type of high touch, you know, work that you got to do that's going to actually result in maybe five or 10 or 20 other people signing up and utilizing your service along with, um, you know, I told you, I described that we're now going to colleges and universities. It's me and Matt who are going to colleges and universities. I don't have a massive sales force. It's, it's Kimrin who's, who's leading sales, who's helping us go to colleges and universities. You might think that pure post is this massive engine, but it's really only eight of us. And we can move a lot quicker and faster than, than than any large organization. So I think a lot of it kind of just goes back to leveraging the skills of the veteran. I mean, like we're good at rolling up our sleeves and we're good at taking initiative and making things happen. And we're good at coming up with creative ideas on how can we get somebody to utilize our service. In fact, Pure Post Compass, which is uh, our solution that allows career professionals to um, – assist job seekers through their pure post passport or their profile. We're now just giving that away. Like we have a competitor out there that's operating in our same space. They got a sales force of probably 500 salespeople. They're selling their product for, you know, 15, $20,000 at each college or university, but they have to do that because they raised all this money and they have to pay back their investors because we bootstrapped our entire organization. We can give that SAS away. So now that's what we're doing. We're just going to cut them off at the knees. And not only that, not only do we have a better service, but now that career professionals doesn't have to worry about digging into whatever account they have in order to afford uh, the service that we provide to help their students. So it's it's just mainly just getting creative and taking a lot of initiative is, is probably some of the best feedback that I can give. It's like, think about your military experience and how you use those experience to leverage opportunity while serving and while deployed and then apply that same mentality to business because I mean it's it's a guerrilla it's guerrilla warfare for us right now we can't we can't compete at the scale of these larger businesses with capital so we have to get creative. So you got to get out there. You got to talk to people. You got to be scrappy. You got to sell. You can't hide behind social media and put up a post and think the money's going to be rolling in. You know I try no. to tell people you got to talk to got to talk to your users. You got to talk to your customers. And you I got a cold call. You got a cold call. I don't really like cold calling. I like those warm prospects, you know, but to some, obviously like it's, it's different for, for other people. But you know, the biggest thing is like, I see entrepreneurs that are stuck and stuck and I'm like, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? Well, I, I sent an email. Oh, okay. Nice. But you got to call people. And I love when you talk about, you talk to your users, you're like, Hey, you're sign up. What can we do better? How can we find more of you? What, what features would you like to see, et cetera? Well, I mean, here's going back to the cold calling. So ain't nobody not going to take a call from a veteran. Like, you know, if I call, call a career service center, Hey, I'm Anthony Garcia. I'm the CEO of a company called Pure Post. You've never heard of me uh, or heard of us. I'm also an army combat veteran and we're all about helping veterans. Do you have time to 
for me to ask you a few questions about your student veterans. Everybody's going to be like, absolutely. I'll, I'll talk to you. And that, that basically turns into conversion right there. So if you're a veteran and you got a service or a product, if you pick up the phone and you, you, you call your customer, if you lead with the fact that this is who I am, I'm a veteran, they're going to, they're going to have a conversation with, they're, they're going to give you at least one or two minutes that they wouldn't have given to anybody else. Yeah. No, that's spot on. But that's a good point, though. You know who you're talking to. So, see, that's a you have a competitive advantage in that space. That's no different than me cold calling a Naval Academy alumni or you call another Army officer. So it's not just there's got to be something, some reason to make them have a minute of your time. You can even be from the Absolutely. same state or something. So that's what I was more getting at, about being more intentional instead of just spraying and praying all over the Internet. Oh, yeah, man, you can't do that. <laughs> So what's your BHAG? What's your big, hairy, audacious goal, both for you with uh, Pure Post as well as you as the serial entrepreneur? I mean, our, our big, hairy, audacious goal is to change the way that people do top of funnel um, candidate discovery. Um, you know, I mean, you know, I described our, our service and our, our technology. We, we provide a solution that allows any job seeker to create a profile in minutes, but on the on, on the client side of the house for small, medium sized businesses and enterprises, they simply just need to load their job into our system and it's going to filter through every profile and show them the candidate that is a match for that job. So currently the way that the process works, which I think is completely broken and a whole bunch of other people I think would agree is that you got to first know how to write a resume. You write your resume, you upload your resume to a job board or to an applicant tracking system Applicant tracking systems are more or less, it's, it's a catch-all for all things that have to do with hiring, recruiting, human resources, a whole bunch of other things. It's not really geared to like find that candidate and match that candidate to an opportunity. Once, once that resume gets flagged within the system, it then gets put on Anthony's desk along with probably 20 other resumes, and then Anthony needs to sift through them to determine, oh, is this person a good fit? So essentially what we do for the corporation is we allow them to upload their positions within minutes. They get matches to those jobs immediately, and then they can just start interviewing the people because they know that they have the skills, they know how they have the competencies. So we basically are doing an end around the recruiter. The hiring manager can now, you know, re recruit and obtain talent in, in a matter of minutes versus, you know, hours or 52 days, which that's, that's on average how long it takes to identify a candidate. So, you know, our, 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 our big goal is to just upend how top of funnel candidate delivery is done. And I think, I think that we will do that. Love it. And what about your personal BHAG? Uh, I think my personal BHAG is just uh, to enjoy life with my family. That's a great one. I like that. That's my my goal is to enjoy each and every day. That's what I try to tell people. Some people see entrepreneurs and it's like growth, growth, growth. But there's also some of us that want to just enjoy the clients we work with and the people we spend our time with. And it sounds like that's you, too, even with the community you're building around Pure Post. And even with me, you know, within the veteran entrepreneurial community with the Ironbound Boxing and uh, Ironbound Media. So as we start to wrap up here, I've got a couple more questions for you. Number one. What advice do you want to leave our listeners with or words of encouragement as they continue on their own entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I guess um, the one piece of advice would be to 
just take care of your physical and mental health. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's just a, it's just a game at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a tough game and with a lot of passion and that's why they're playing the game because they believe in, in what they're creating and what they're going to deliver at some point to uh, their clients or to the world. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, just make sure you get enough sleep, make sure you get enough rest. Um, you know, I probably spend, I mean, right now it's crazy because, you know, we just had twins. And so we're navigating that new uh, way of life. But prior to that, I'd probably spend maybe four hours in front of the computer because I'm always thinking about this. You know, I, I never shut it off. So it's like, I'm only going to do four hours of actual physical work. And in between meetings, I'm downstairs playing my guitar. You know, I'm like making music. I'm outside in the backyard playing ball with Charlie. Me and Angie are going to the park whenever we can, going on walks, making dinner. Like I said, just spending time with family and friends. Because if you don't let your mind recover, I mean, that whole the whole grind mentality is like, it's BS. I mean, it's, it does anybody who tells you that they're doing that, you know, like I tell them, Hey, don't do that because it's not healthy for you. It's not sustainable. I tried that a long time ago. Uh, but you know, over the past few years, I've just been like, you know what, this, this is a marathon. If you, if you believe in what you're doing, it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, I'm going on year 12 now doing this and now I'm like, you know what, it's, I, I got to enjoy my life. And, and ever since I made that shift, man, it's just, it's just been so much better. It's like, if somebody, if somebody e- emails me an investor or sales, it's like, oh, that's awesome. I'll get back to them tomorrow. I don't need to email them right away. You know, I don't need to make a decision right away. I can sit on it. I can be with it. You know, there's no reason that I can talk to my team before we actually react. There's it's it's a marathon. It's it's not a sprint. I love that. No, you're spot on, man. You know, like you said, because it, it's this road is long. You know, and I anytime I find myself struggling on the existential crisis is when I take my eyes off the prize. You know, you start, what is this for? What's the meaning of life? You know, is this thing ever going to end? You know, instead of just getting back to the basics, you're like, I'm living, I'm breathing, we're veterans. You know, people got a lot worse than we do. We're blessed. You know, you got some, a beautiful family and just focusing on like our mental, you know, and it starts by just the basics, right? It's like, and here's some advice for entrepreneurs when you're depressed, right? Do the basics. Go shower, you know, get your workout in, feed yourself, get those small wins for the day and just keep it moving, you know, baby steps. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look back at the end of the day, you're going to have probably one one small win, maybe one big win. But if you're looking at the big big picture, it's like, you know, you you can't do that. You got to look at those individual wins, like you said. So... We've got veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses tuning in all over the country, all over the world. As a community here in the bunker, how can we support and elevate the work you and your team are doing at Pure Post? Yeah, I would say that if you know if you know of a transitioning veteran who needs a resume, uh, but more importantly, if you, if you know a transitioning veteran that needs to understand their skills and their competencies and be able to speak truth to those skills and competencies. Uh, through understanding them through definition and interview prep questions and just getting them ready for that, that next transition. You know, it takes about five minutes to build a pure post profile, uh, go to purepost.co. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll be, I think shocked once you, once you create it. Um, but you know, that'd probably be the, the best thing that could anybody could do to, you know, help me. And, you know, we're helping them at the same time. It's free. 
It'll always be free. We're never going to charge anybody a dime for our service. Um, and it's, it's available not only to veterans, but all job seekers. You don't have to be a veteran to take advantage of it. But if you are a veteran and you are a platoon leader, you are a section leader, you are a squad leader, you put that into pure post, you're going to get all a whole bunch of human skills. And if you are an 11 Bravo, 11 Bang Bang, we're not going to tell you that you can, you know, kick down a door, you know, conduct a raid. We're going to give you all those human skills that you acquired, you know, from your military service that, you know, we hold spades in compared to uh, our private sector uh, counterparts. You guys also have a book, right? Mission Transition, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Mission Transition is uh, Matt Lewis's book. Uh, we're going to be taking all of his curriculum from his uh, first book and his second book that he's uh, in, about to publish, and we're going to be loading that into Pure Post as well. So you'll be able to take uh, you know videos at your leisure, uh, as well as you'll you know be able to have access to where you can where you can find that Mission Transition book. We'll be sure to include a link to the book as well in the show notes. Anthony, man, I appreciate you for making time for us. I know we're still in your time away from your family, but this is important. You know, the work you guys are doing at Pure Post is important, and we're so happy to have you in the bunker. We got to keep reaching out and grabbing these entrepreneurs so we can share lessons learned. We can do those AARs and uh, keep building an awesome ecosystem that allows us to uh, lift as we climb. So make sure y'all are following Anthony. Check out Pure Post. Again, I'll put a link to Mission Transition um, in the show notes. Make sure you guys also subscribe to the Transition Newsletter. I send it out once a week, um, sharing the latest episode of the Transition. You can subscribe to that as well in the show notes. Feel free to message me on LinkedIn or Instagram at Iron Mike Stedman. Anthony, where can people follow you? Uh, they can find me at, uh, that's a good question. I'm not on social media anymore. So uh, you can go to purepost.co and you can you can send me a message, anthony at purepost.co. Love it. He said you got to you gotta go on Pure Post if you want to talk to him, y'all, or you got to reach out to uh, Iron Mike. Um, but in all seriousness, too, make sure y'all are checking out BunkerLabs.org. We got programs that'll take you from idea to invoice, incubate you, position you alongside other founders and CEOs. So if you're on the outside looking in, come on in. The water's fine. We look forward to connecting with you. And until next time, everyone, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week. <laughs>